Now hear the holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Christ. Christ. Please be seated. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Today we continue our walk through Mark's account of the good news of Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. We talked a few weeks ago about how politically subversive this statement was. How the Roman Empire had proclaimed that the birth of the so-called God Augustus had brought the good news of peace and salvation. We heard about John the Baptist at the River Jordan and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and the proclamation of the Father at the baptism of Jesus. Mark tells us that immediately the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness where he was tempted, where he was with the wild animals and the angels ministered to him. Now we hear that John has been put into prison. Let's stop for a moment. Let ourselves hear this as if we were first or second century catechumens, hearing this recited during the Easter vigil before our baptism. We've been instructed in the way. And now we are preparing to be fully initiated. Images of wild beasts and prison conjure up the very real consequences of commitment to following Jesus, of claiming a king mightier than Caesar and a kingdom greater than Rome. And then, then we hear the words of Jesus proclaiming the gospel. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus speaks to the people of Galilee and also to the people in all places and at all times. The time about which the prophets spoke is fulfilled. The path that John was sent to prepare is now ready. The preparation of the catechumens is complete. Our own waiting and watching is fulfilled in Jesus. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God has come near. The kingdom of God is manifest in Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus proclaims a king and a kingdom in stark contrast to Caesar and Rome. In stark contrast to the oppression of sin and death and all the powers of Satan. 
As we walk through the rest of Mark's account, we will see Jesus demonstrate this power over demons, over sickness, over isolation and oppression. We will see Jesus triumph even over torture and death, defeating the tool of the empire, defeating fear. Jesus manifests a kingdom where justice comes as reconciliation and not retribution, where self-giving love replaces self-taking greed, where the one true God is worshiped and glorified and the false gods and idols of the world are exposed as lies. This kingdom is radically different. Different from the Roman kingdom it opposed in the first century. Different from the wayward ways of the kingdom of Israel it replaces. Different from the human-created kingdoms of Christendom. Different from what we experience every day in our lives. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of heaven has drawn near, and yet, yet, we want to conform and tame it into the ways of the world. We fear how radically different the kingdom is. The serpent's call still tickles in our ear. Did God really say? We don't really want to hear what comes next. The kingdom of God has drawn near. Repent. Repent. Turn away from the idolatry that has gripped you, whether it's the temple worship that drove the economic and civil life of the first century Roman Empire, or the self-worship, comfort worship, me and mine first idolatry of individualism and nationalism, or the we can do it better without God pseudo-love of progressivism. I'm amazed at the lack of creativity we as humans have in our disobedience and rejection of God. We've been reading through Jeremiah in the Daily Office Lectionary. Jeremiah points out the ways that Judah has found idols to worship on every hill and in every upturned stone, and yet they still want to come to the house of God. They oppress the weak and the poor, yet still proclaim their own piety. They hear the way of God and refuse to walk in it. I'm often not sure that we are very much Whatever it may be that captivates and holds captive our attention, our hope, our worship, the call remains even today to repent and believe in the good news of the kingdom of God. This is the call of the gospel. John prepared us for this gospel by proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Prepared in this way to release and turn away from idolatry and oppression we are invited to turn and instead place our trust in God. To believe in our hearts and in our actions and our very lives that God is sovereign. To rely and place our trust in the goodness and love of God. To place our very lives in the hands of God. This is the call of Jesus to Simon and Andrew. Follow me. Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. In true kingdom fashion, 
Jesus reframes the prophetic imagery. Instead of the image of humans as fish representing the judgment of God on a disobedient people, the vision becomes that of, excuse me, the vision of God imposing judgment on disobedient people, the vision of those perishing in their refusal of God. Jesus transforms this image into the image of salvation, the image of God rescuing a desperate people from the chaos of the world. And Jesus also transforms our image of working. Jesus says, as you follow me, I will sanctify what you do and purpose it for the mission of the kingdom. See, Jesus doesn't ask Simon and Peter, James and John to stop being fishermen. He asks them to see what they do in the light of the kingdom. I wonder what it might look like to see our own everyday lives with a kingdom vision, to allow Jesus to transform and sanctify our tasks and our occupations in the service of God. So today, today I call you to hear again the gospel. The way is prepared, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Therefore, turn away from the idols that have captivated your eye and invaded your heart. Instead, place your trust in the living God Follow his way and allow him to transform and sanctify everything about your life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.